0: Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. He is calling us to enlarge, to expand, and, and so that we are to enlarge our tents. And that is, we talked about the first week, that that is, you can't enlarge without stretching. There's stretching. You can't stay in your comfort zone and enlarge and go where God has for you. You need to stretch beyond you because where God is calling you is a place of faith. And that is going to be a place beyond you and where you have to rely on Him. To lengthen our cords, to reach further and beyond, uh, we talked about last week, and we said that really cords, a triple-braided cord, what should the cords in our life that anchor us be, or the, uh, which should be faith, it should be hope, not like wishful thinking, but a confident hope in Jesus and love. Because God so loved that he gave, he reached towards us. The love of God causes you and I to reach beyond where where we normally are. And of course, we'll put it up again, uh, Isaiah 54, verse 2. So we say, Enlarge the place of your tents, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords, And today we're going to be talking about strengthening your stakes. Strengthening your stakes. And of course, this is not an Alberta beef scripture. Uh, What we're talking about here is we are talking about tent posts, stakes. And so, now, for the past few years, I enjoy fly fishing. Uh, If you've been here for a bit, you're like, we get it. Um, But uh, I enjoy fly fishing, and I go... Uh, Once a year with my fishing buddy, we go uh, camping uh, in the middle of nowhere, an undisclosed location. I will not tell you uh, while it's being broadcasted. Um, And we go there, and uh, we literally, we camp, and it's just a place to put our heads down, and we fish for like 16 hours. It's amazing. Someone said... You drive all that? That sounds like hell, Josiah. No, it's great. I love it. It's wonderful. And, uh, and so we go there. So this past year, we were going to um, a place in the mountains, and we are driving. And uh, we saw, uh, he said, okay, we, you, uh, my wife got me this large tent, so we can just actually just stay in this one tent. We only have to set one up. It's going to be good. It'll be easier. So we're like, okay, less things to pack, more places for fishing gear. So we do this. And uh, so we're driving, and we go to the mountains, and we see over the mountains a storm coming. I mean, like the clouds look offensive. Like it, is, it, it. It's gonna. It's gonna. Something's gonna come, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is gonna be fun. But I'm thinking maybe we'll time it right. We'll get there. And uh, we're getting there later in the day because um, it was a Sunday. Uh, we finished service. Then I met my friend down in South Calgary, and then we drove somewhere uh in alberta and uh, we went a few hours away and we're getting there and we're seeing the storm the sun is starting to set as well and finally we get to this place where we're camping and we're surrounded all by mountains all around us there's a lake not too far which is pretty but it also does another thing is it is a wind tunnel And so this wind tunnel as well, and the wind, we get there, the wind is picking up. Like it is blowing so much that I'm like leaning forward and staying up. It is blowing so much, the clouds are looking ugly, and so we then get out this tent and we lay it out. And it's just flapping in the wind, flapping in the wind. And then he tells me, as, the, as it's starting to get dark, and we're having trouble already seeing it, as the wind is blowing, yeah, I have never actually set this thing up. We'll see how this goes. So then it's blowing. We're setting this up. I'm getting, like, assaulted by the tent, smacking me in the face by the wind. And we finally, we're putting it in, and then it starts to pour. It starts to like literally I, it, it downpour. It is like open up the heavens, all that stuff. Like I was hoping someone had an ark. It was intense. And so we're doing this. We finally get the tent up. And, and then the wind is blowing so much that the, the wind is actually pushing. The, 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 the poles are in the tent. But the wind is blowing so much that the tent is still going flat. Uh, even with the pegs in. And then we're like, okay, so let's, where are the pegs? And in the chaos of trying to set this thing up, we don't know where the pegs are, where the stakes are for the tent. So we're looking around. Finally, we, we, we let go. We're both looking. The tent goes flying, so we run after the tent, hold with one foot, and we look around. We find the stakes. And then we start to, okay, we gotta, we got to anchor this. And so we've we got to just get this thing down. This is chaotic. This is insane. I look like I had a shower. Um, it is insane. And so finally, we're like, okay, hey, let's get the stakes in. Let's get the stakes in. So we find the place, that we, we try and put it, but we, we can't find the hatchet to drive the stakes in. And so finally, we're like, oh, well, what are we going to... So we just start pushing them in with our hand, like just trying to stomp them in, and I'm bending them a little bit of his new tent. Um, and and it's, it's a disaster. Um, and, and so we're like, okay, this is good, this is good. And then sure enough, we, we step back, the stakes are sort of in the ground, sort of there, and the wind is still going, and it picks up, and it pulls the tent up and over. And it pulls the stakes out. And so finally, we pull it, put it back down. We, one person holds the tent. Another person looks for the hatchet. We finally find it in the chaos. And we hammer it in only to realize that we're on a slight hill. <laughs> <laughs> and so we do this again. We find a bit more of a flat space. And, uh, and we secure the stakes. We use the proper tools, not a rock, not my foot, not my hand. We use a hatchet to drive it in on the right land, on the right surface, so that now the storm was going, but I was inside my tent, eating my little crackers like, oh, this is okay. I was still soaking wet. But I think, in life, we can be like that. Is that... That things can be so chaotic, so busy, so full, even the storms of life, we're just like, okay, I'm just trying to anchor down wherever. Like wherever I can find it, I'm going to just put down the stakes of my life. Like, I'm just trying to keep this thing from collapsing. Like, I'm getting full court pressed by life right now. I'll just put in the stakes however, wherever, I'll just do it. But the problem is, is you can't just put the stakes of your life, you can't just uh, anchor your life wherever. Because if you use the wrong thing to drive in the anchor, you're going to, when the storms of life come, it might look okay when it's not windy. But when the storms of life come, that tent is going to blow away. That when, that when you're like, okay, this looks okay for now, I just need to settle, you find out, oh, I'm on a hill and this isn't actually good for me and I, I can't actually rest here, it's actually a place of work here and I can never. why can I never actually find rest for my soul here? See, we can try and find that place where we anchor all the stakes of our life down. Just, just by happenstance and trying to frantically put it wherever. However, I believe we can actually be instead purposeful. That instead of, of just uh, uh, going wherever and allowing life to just dictate, okay, I'm going to just frantically put my stakes down wherever, that we can be intentional of this is where I will intentionally anchor my life And this is how I'm intentionally going to anchor my life down here. That rather than just trying. So when Isaiah 54 verse 2 says this. When it says, strengthen your stakes. It's talking about driving them down deep. Not just having them a little bit and them sticking out. But how do you strengthen a stake in biblical times? You would drive it down deep deeper, you drive it down deeper, to use the right ground to find where you were going to put your tent, and then also use the right tools to make sure your, the anchor is secure, that it's strong, that you have strengthened your tent, because if you enlarge your tent, it's just a big sail without an anchor. Now stakes, I, I, I think stakes really, it talks about this, is I think it's talking about your heart. That stakes is talking about your heart. To strengthen your heart. To strengthen your heart. Uh, And that that you cannot anchor your heart just anywhere. You cannot place your heart just anywhere. But there is a place that we can intentionally place our heart so that when the storms of life come, that we are secure. Now, uh, the Jewish custom, they believe that heart is like the innermost self uh, through study and scripture i believe that the heart is where your spirit and your soul sort of collide where your spirit who you are that you are a spirit the bible says you have a soul that's your mind your will and emotions and i think the heart is really where those two collide and 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 so we are to anchor our heart proverbs four twenty three says this it says guard your heart above all else for it determines." The course of your life. Your heart determines the course of your life. Where where am I going? I can see that by where my heart is anchored. Where where my life is anchored. Because where my heart is, what has my heart, what what my heart has and what has my heart, sets the direction of my life. That is what will set the direction of my life. Where am I going to go? Where are you going to go? You can examine your heart and you can see that is the course of where I am going to go. Proverbs 23 says this. It talks about, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Uh, In other words, as a man thinks in his heart or a person thinks in their heart, that is the reality. Like if you think in your heart, I'm not good at math, what's going to happen you're going to come up to math problems and you already think i'm not good at math yeah. right like that's an oversimplified version but you're like okay i'm just not good at these number things so then that also plays out in i'm not just good in budgeting i'm not just good with numbers i'm not so as you think or I- i'm if you see in your heart i'm unlovable and and you start to walk that out and and you find that pe- people are you can't find love well that the the heart your heart is saying I'm lovable and so you're unlovable pu- and so you're pushing away, you know or I, you know I'm not enough and so then you spend your whole life trying to prove to people who aren't really paying attention that I'm enough. Or on the flip side, I think you can have I'm chosen by God, and operate out of I'm a son and a daughter of God that I'm already accepted. I think that you can operate out of is a heart as I'm loved by God and operate out of that. That I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But your heart sets the direction of your life. Your heart sets the direction. And your, your heart can be anchored faulty. Like it can have a faulty anchor. Like put in faulty. Just like how I did when I put it in with my hand and the storm blew away. And, and I think if we anchor our heart in words of others, what people have said to us. Maybe it was when you are a kid or growing up or someone who, who you hold dear to you or who had a place in your life to speak and they spoke words against you and now your heart is anchored in those words. Maybe it's an experience that you've gone through and you've walked through and your heart is anchored there. Maybe your heart is anchored in how you feel, your emotions. And like if our hearts are anchored in emotions, I'll tell you what, it's like all of a sudden, well, where did this sinkhole come from? Oh, my emotions. Um, whether it's maybe society, or maybe it's like, listen, Josiah, I just follow my heart. I just do whatever. i just let that thing go with the wind. I, let, I, I, I just let, you know, I follow my heart. My heart leads me. Well, Jeremiah 17 actually tells us that a heart left to its own, a heart left on default mode, that it's actually deceitful and will lead you astray. That, that if you leave your heart on, well, what, I'll just follow my heart however it leads me, it's going to lead you astray. It's going to lead you to destruction. It's going to be ups, it's going to be downs, it's going to be all over. But I think we can be intentional to anchor our heart into good ground. To anchor our heart uh, into good ground. So that when the winds of life come, when the storms of life come, Even on the sunny days of life, I'd like some of those too, that you were not moved. Can I say today that Jesus is that place? Jesus is the place, the firm foundation where you can anchor your life, where you can build your life upon, and that Jesus, he does not change. Where you want to anchor your life is in one, in someone that does not change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His love does not change. You know, his love is not conditional by what you did or didn't do. He loves you with the love of God, which is unconditional. It is founded on what Jesus has done. His truth doesn't change. See, he is a firm foundation. In Matthew 7, it tells us, Jesus tells a parable about a man who builds his house on a rock and a man who builds his house on a sand. And when the storms come, the only one who is left standing is the one who builds his house or his life on the rock. Because when the storms come, sand move. I want to build my life. I want you to build your life. I want to build our church on the one who does not move, who is Jesus. In the parable, Jesus says, those who, who, who build their life on me, what I say, hear what I do and, and follow me, or hear what I say and follow me, it is like building your house on a rock. It is like if you are anchoring your life, your heart, into him. You know, John 15 tells us uh, to, dwe- uh, to, to dwell with him, to remain with him, to make our home with him. Colossians 2 says, Verse 6, it says this, it says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. I, I find it interesting here, is what it says. It says, let your roots grow down. Let your life be built on. That, it's, that there is an intentionality there. That it's not just, what will be will be. There's an intentionality, I will let my roots, or the anchor, my heart, grow down into God's love. I will let my life, I will intentionally choose, for me and my house, for me to be built on the lord see there's an intentionality there there's there's i will build my life on the rock and as you enlarge as you strengthen and stretch as you lengthen your cords and your reach and reach beyond further i think we need to intentionally build our life on jesus anchor our heart in jesus his love His truth that endures, that has been around before you and I were, before the foundations of time he was, and now he will always be. He's the Alpha, he's the Omega. He will not pass. So I think we can strengthen our stakes, strengthen our hearts by intentionally driving or diving my heart in God and the things of God because he so that he can be your firm foundation so that he can be that a foundation that will cause because i'm anchored to him i will not be moved that he, and that because of this i then he has my heart he has my heart and what what is this then my heart sets the course of my life and god says he has good plans for me a hope and a future That he loves me. That he cares about me and what the big and the little. And so when he has my heart, I'm going to then go in the direction that he has for me. So I want to align my heart. Like Psalms 92 says. Psalms 92 verse uh, 12 says this. says, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord those who are planted, who are anchored down, those who are, are, have your heart in what God's heart is, shall flourish, shall thrive in the courts of our God. That as your heart is anchored in Him, and He is your foundation, that it will cause you to flourish. It will cause you to thrive, even in the midst of the storm. That you can, because you're not moved by the storm, you can feel the storm. Finally, when I got that tent on the flat ground, oh my word, when it was actually anchored in, we sat in, because this tent was huge, oh my word, and so we set up our little tent chairs, or camping chairs, in the tent, and we're just eating our snacks while we've seen the tent blow, and we heard the rain pelting down, and we're dripping on the inside. But we were not moved when we were finally secure. When we're finally rooted, when we're finally planted, I think when you are finally rooted and planted in him, that you can feel the, you can see the effects, but it is not moving you. It is not moving you. I'm not running after my tent. No, 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 My life is secure in him. My future is secure in him. So how do we do this? How do we strengthen the stakes of our heart? That we, would, that we would drive deeper into his love, being rooted in his love. You know, Joshua, he said this, and I think, I think this is one way, is he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. See, there's a determining, I will. I will serve the Lord. I, I will be planted in the house of the Lord. I will uh, prioritize what God has. I will draw close to God. I will follow Him. I will serve Him. I will allow His Word, the Bible, to be the final authority in my life, even beyond my emotions that are feeling the storm right now. I think the other thing is, Proverbs um, 4, verse 23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. First word right there, guard. Guard your heart. In other words, you choose What is getting into my heart and what is staying out of my heart? What can go in and what should not go in? And being intentional about it, of guarding my heart, of putting parameters of, okay, I'm going to not allow certain things in by listening to that or watching that. Or I'm going to be intentional to, to listen to this, to, to dive into the word of God, to, to uh, I don't know, maybe listen to podcasts, to be intentional of what I'm allowing to go in. No, I'm not going to partake in gossip because that will get into my heart. And that can cause a root of bitterness that can defile many people, the Bible says. And, and, and so I don't want that. So I'm going to be Intentional. I'm going to be intentional. And, you know, this kid, you could say, oh, Josiah, this is, sounds legalistic. I do not think this is legalistic whatsoever. I believe this is actually wisdom. Wisdomistic? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just it's wisdom. Because have you ever seen, have you ever seen, like, uh, you're in the country and there's, like, literally one light post? Like, one, for miles. Right beside a road. And there's a car smashed into that one light posts like literally he could have went anywhere i've seen this many times actually even on the highway all over and it's like he could have went that way he could have went that way he could have went that way and he sure he spun out on ice but he could have went different ways but he hit the one light post there's one here there's more cows the guy could have hit and he didn't even do that why it's because i bet you he was looking at that light post and thinking don't hit that don't hit that because often it's you—you you hit what you focus on, you go towards what you focus on, so I want to make sure I'm focusing on the right thing because I'm going to hit what I'm focusing on, so I'm intentional. Uh, Philippians 4:8 says this. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing: uh, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So allow yourself to be intentional of these are the things that I'm going to think on. I think the the third thing is 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 really another way is that God he's not a concept. He's a person. God, God, it, it, he's not just some some out there somewhere. See, he wants a relationship with you. And and how we can anchor our heart with him is Spending time with Him in prayer, in worship, in His Word. Uh, John fifteen verse seven says this. Um, I gave you the wrong scripture, uh, <laughs> but uh, really, that as we are drawn to Him, as we as we abide in Him, as we abide in Him, then then our hearts are getting getting anchored in Him. Uh, what's an interesting thing? Yeah. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done. But there's the abiding, the making your home, uh, that word abide refers to, making your home within him. Where, what's your home? It's where you go back to every day. That's where you go back to. I'm going back to him every day. I'm going back to him every day. And, uh, and there's a closeness there. Uh, there's um, studies that uh, show this. It's... Um, uh, w- when we had our, our two kids, um, one of the first things after they come out is you have skin to skin is what they call it. So I'm like, I don't have a shirt on, the baby doesn't have a shirt on because they didn't come with one. <laughs> and, uh, and you just put them on your chest. And, uh, and what happens, is it's good for them, for other scientific reasons I don't know, but I do know this, is that, that actually when you have them on your chest, your heartbeats start beating the same rhythm. That your heart, my little baby, and my heart are beating the same. Our breathing actually starts to be the same. And the newborns, just start to like calm down even. And it makes me think of our Heavenly Father. As I am close to Him, as I get closer to Him, as I abide in Him, my heart starts beating for what His heart does. I start caring about what He cares for. That when something breaks his heart, it's breaking my heart. When something moves him, it is moving me. And know what's amazing is when, whenever Jesus was moved with compassion, what happened? There were miracles. When we are moved with compassion. I think another way is really is what we're doing today, together right here is, is community, faith community, church, God's idea. Scripture calls the church the bride of Christ. And, and in Hebrews, it tells us not to neglect or forsake the assembling together, the purposeful, I'm actually going to, not when I feel, but I am going to assemble together. And I believe it, it knits our hearts together. There's uh, for, uh, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as in the matter of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as... You see the day approaching, but there is a strengthening, there is a refining, there is an encouraging, as we gather together, and as we worship together, the presence of God—he he never leaves you or forsakes you—but there is something when we worship Him together, when we worship Him together. Hey, uh, question for you is, uh, what's the weather in uh, Playa del Carmen? Anyone? No one? No one? It better. Someone says better. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't look up. Uh, keep your eyes on me. No, I'm just kidding. What's the weather in Florida? I don't know. But I'll tell you this. if you knew, If you were going on a trip to Florida tomorrow, you would know the weather. Right. If you're going to a trip to Playa del Carmen tomorrow, you would know the weather. Even six months from now, you're still like it's on your phone. You're not checking like Calgary. You're like Look at that weather. That must be nice. And you know it. But why do you know it? If you're going tomorrow, why would you know it? Well, it's because you paid. You've bought your ticket. You've actually invested money. So I'm going there. So I'm invested there. So then, in, so now it, it has my attention. Before, who cares what the weather is there? But I'm going there. So I want to make sure it's good. I want to care about what it is. And it, it, it gets my attention attention you could even say that where my treasure is there my heart is also jesus said that that he says in um in matthew 6 verse 21 in matthew 6 verse 21 he says this he he says in matthew 6 verse 21 he says this for where your treasure is there your heart will also be and just like, what, is it? what does treasure mean in the Greek? Like, what does it mean? Like, there has to be a deep meaning. What does it mean? It means your treasure. It means your money. Where your money is, there your heart is also. And that, that, that where you actually put your money, your heart is going to be there. The attention of your heart is going to be there. In the same way that you book a, when you book a trip, you care about the weather? That when you actually invest in God's work in His kingdom here, your heart is actually it's anchored even more. It's another way of anchoring your heart, because where my treasure is, there my heart is also. There's where my attention is, um, because my heart is going to be there. So those are some ways of how we can root ourselves, anchor ourselves in God's kingdom in god's way you know and so as we give to god of course it's always between you and god but it strengthens your heart it strengthens the stakes in his kingdom so next week we are going to be having an opportunity to to actually exercise in this very thing as well Uh, we have our once a year we do a big give. And what that is, is it's a giving above our tithes and offerings where we as a church family give by faith and we give in to, uh, to further the kingdom of God. We give uh, above and beyond as so that we can exercise our faith and say, God, I'm responding to you in faith and sacrificial giving. And I think what it does too is it anchors our heart even more. It strengthens our stakes of I'm investing, Lord, in what you are doing, and that is anchoring my heart. And so we're going to be using that. We, every year we pray about how are we going to use this. And so what we're going to be doing is, as we believe that Isaiah 54 is a word for our church, it's for you, we're going to be investing that in, in enlarging and making room for what God is doing in our church. That we're going to, uh, I believe that Lord ha- is bringing more people that um, I believe, here, look, look that way. Have you ever wondered what's behind there? <laughs> chairs. <laughs> know why that curtain's there? Because those chairs aren't, aren't full right now. Yeah. And so do you want to get the curtain down? By faith, let's believe and also invite some people and know what, that curtain will be down. That's That's right? I, I believe that the Lord will, will absolutely fill this place. I believe we were going to lengthen our reach into our city and beyond. Like we, You have an answer. His name is Jesus. Our city needs Jesus. So we're going to lengthen our cords and reach beyond to reach people with the hope and love of Jesus in practical ways then we're as well, we're going to be strengthening what we're currently doing, making investments in, in areas of what we're doing already as a church and kids' church up here. We're going to be strengthening. And, you know, of course, it's no pressure. Like, if you hear pressure, take the pressure off. Like, it's between you and God. If you give or you don't give, if you come to thrive and you give a penny or you don't, if you, if you give nothing, you're still going to be loved by God, just so you know. I'm still going to love you. I Like, it's not about that. This is a faith opportunity for you to say, okay, I'm going to anchor my heart into what God is doing. I'm going to invest in what God is doing by faith. And then I'm excited for what he's going to do in and through that. And I believe as you take care of the household of faith, that God's going to take care of your house. And, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, equal giving, but I believe it is equal sacrifice. And as we do, I believe God will, it will strengthen your stakes. And so at the end of service, just so you know, you're going to receive an envelope like this. Uh, And we've been telling you this for about a month. It's because I'm not into uh, any manipulation or any emotional stuff. There's no music going on behind me. Um, What this is, is between you and the Lord to pray about, how am I going to give? How, Lord, how would you have me to be a part? Bring this back, and notice here there's a little stake. Next week we're going to have something for you to drive that stake in as you give, as just even a, a physical representation of what you're doing in faith, as, Lord, I'm driving this stake in. I'm anchoring into you and following what you have to say, and I believe as you do. Honestly, I'm believing for just breakthrough uh, for your life and, uh, and for what God has for you. So I'd ask that you would take this home, pray, how God, how, how would you have me to be a part? And, uh, and respond to what he says. And so that's what we're going to do uh, next week. But can I encourage you with this? Can I encourage you with this? Is that storms of life, they're going to be coming. They come. Jesus even said, in this world you'll have tribulation. But you can be of good cheer, he said. Why? Because he's overcome the world. You can have the storms of life going, but because your life is anchored in him, Jesus, you can have a firm foundation. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. No God is for you. We love you and have a great week.